0: You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Cash.
0: And we're hitting that Outsiders. This is season two, episode one. The
1: season premiere.
0: Yeah, season premiere. What do you call it? Episode one, two. Couldn't be uh, any more excited. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And the title on this one was, And the Three Shall Save You. Uh, Snoresville. Oh, God, the title, man.
1: What, like, the, what the F, man? I don't know. Like, I mean, we've kind of been batting it around. We're like, hey, you know, what could this reference? Obviously, the only thing we can see is really the wolves. Yeah,
0: that's the only thing that came in threes. But, I, <laughs> I mean. Man,
1: there's nothing worse than a bad title to me. I
0: know it, dude. I mean, like, you and I were just talking about a minute ago. I mean, like, you think about Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. They have these catchy titles that has a very significant yeah. thing. or
1: and it's almost it, like in a song. Like, yeah. you get it referenced in there.
0: Right. It promotes a character. Yeah. More. Or Something you know, I mean, think of think about Game of Thrones and Battle of Bastards, which we'll use that reference later. But I mean, you're talking about an episode of like Battle of the Bastards. Oh, hell yeah! Yeah, and I know what's going we're, on. We're, and, uh, wait, this is, this going is what be we've been waiting for here. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the three shall save you,
0: huh? Uh, yeah, really. Uh, three. Uh, <laughs> who, who can we yeah, lump we together to the, as a we three. wait for the last five minutes to get three of anything?
1: So. Well, hold on. Now that I'm thinking about it, there's a possible n- another three hassle, sassle, and Baby sass. Oh, that's
0: a Oh, I mean, they're not that saving anybody. But, you know, go. that is what you call a stretch and a half. Hey, you know, stretch I found a
1: half. piece of yarn. You know, I tried to make it into a string, you know, go stretch away. it a little bit. Go away. No, all right, we're not so there. we got
0: to go ahead and do a confession. If you listen to our preview cast, we want to go ahead and yeah. apologize for And thank now. you very much for listening. <laughs> yeah, first of all, which we did get a lot of buzz because we had an awesome, awesome interview with Krista. Um, the oh, fairest fan of them oh, all. Oh, man. It was. Uh, it, you talk about just a cool girl. And. We had an awesome interview with her. She's down to earth. Uh, you know, got to talk about a lot of really cool stuff. And so, listen to that for the interview. Yes. it's worth it. Our predictions.
1: Just com- cut it off there. Cut yeah, it off after the dog interview. Shit. I mean, every, oh. every,
0: everything that we predicted based on previews was. We were about 85% incorrect. Yeah, just... Now, are wrong, wrong, some of our predictions do have potential later on to come true. Eh, but as of right now, I'm going to go ahead and say we are complete failures. Yeah, we're in the gutter. Like
1: <laughs> We have zero insider information. Yeah.
0: I feel like a town folk right now. Yes. I, I, you know, there's nothing feral about what anything we had going on.
1: <laughs> we were drunk on the wine, having a good time, and...
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Got naked and said some bad things. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that right there, So, but I, as much as wrong as we were, I give kudos for a preview and writing that completely threw me for a loop, and another reason I really, really enjoyed this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, just the beginning of this episode showed why you love a show like this.
0: Oh, what, Battle of the Bastards? Mean? I mean,
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> Outsider Season 1, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, even though, like one of the biggest things that we ended up talking about in the preview pod was we thought it just ended and everything. And we were like, "Hey, you know, the cops didn't attack them because they didn't have any weapons. They were unarmed, and it fit them well yeah. in this vision."
0: <laughs> Within the first two yeah. minutes, I was over there thinking, "How am I going to explain
1: this yeah, to like, um, all our
0: listeners that they are mowing down ferals
1: right now?" I mean, machine guns and everything, <laughs> mowing them down twenty at a time. I was like, "Oh, we could not have been more wrong. <laughs> yes, this was this was terrible." Um, I mean, hatchets are being thrown. Blood. Every- I thought this was HBO.
0: Yeah. Um, and at any time, did you think this was not real until the very last second?
1: Until Stash took that bolt in the eye. was It, it was odd enough. I hate to reference Twilight because somehow we always reference Twilight. <laughs> I really, we have Jake's yeah. show. I mean, yeah. Jake's favorite movie and everything. But they pulled a Twilight on us. Like You, you had oh, no yeah. reason to believe that this wasn't real. And then all of a sudden... Just that one last character dies. So true. And the it's only thing like, this oh. was a guy hold a vampire series. Yeah, goes, you, know? Goes, you know. But it was like, oh, this is a dream. And this was so fantastically done.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. It was like a combination of Battle of the Bastards, Saving Private Ryan, and... Psh, I'm almost uh, like 300. Yeah, 300. Because
1: like the blood just flying everywhere. I was I'm, like, <laughs> is Potality. Like, yeah. Zack Snyder, are you, are you in here somewhere? <laughs>
0: yeah, really, man. When you see women... Taking tomahawks oh and putting God. into people's skulls and, you and know, calling people out. Yeah. Like, I mean one woman had a freaking mini sledgehammer, crushing skulls. Yeah. I mean kudos. Just,
1: and I mean I just loved how Stash was in the middle of this, just looking the entire time. Yeah. Like he was defeated from the get go. From the second, yeah. And it's just through his eyes and everything, you see the rain coming down. Just shot fantastic. Oh yeah.
0: And when his deputy you oh, like, we got to get please. out of here. And then you start seeing him slice the yeah. dice and you see Stash's face. To get... <laughs> now, that reminds me of uh, the AMC show uh, Into the Badlands, mm-hmm. where just blood just sprays like, you know, it's oh, like, it, like it it's Febreze great. in the yeah. air. You know?
1: <laughs> 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 after the rain, except after the rates, it's after the blood just That's coming right. all <laughs> over everywhere. New scent <laughs> <laughs> copper. <laughs> Oh, there you go. So,
0: I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. And just wow. I mean, just wow. And then, let me tell you this. The special effects in this. Yeah, in this wow. scene. Wow. I mean, out of this wow. world.
1: Like, you I don't mean, expect this from WGN or anything. Like, you, They don't have the budget that everybody has, but they pulled it off in this scene.
0: You know what I'm embarrassed with right now? Did we check and see? Was this
1: Tolan FX?
0: Remember we talked to Tolan? Yeah, we did talk to Tolan and, and everything, I mean, and I
1: didn't check before. I didn't
0: check. it. But if let me tell you this. It looks like their work, and it was epic. Yes, you know what I mean. And so, if it is you, Steve and Solon's, yo guys rock, dude. That was freaking awesome.
1: If these were the uh, caps that you he was talking about in the oh, thing yeah. where there's, it looks like you take that shot and everything, you can use it on stage. Brilliant. Yeah,
0: I I didn't see a single part of that that was like. No. Yeah, there was no, nothing was of it
1: that was unbelievable.
0: Yeah. No. It was. You know, it wasn't a Quentin Tarantino gunshot where like half their chest disappears <laughs> and you know
1: no, and it, sprays
0: the wall. You know, and
1: just the choreography of it because every, like none of the punches looked fake. Like it all looked real, and you could tell like the stuntmen. Well,
0: I'm just happy that like usually when you have a horde of people coming at you with hand weapons and then a group of guys with assault rifles, people went down. Yeah, and they you know it was not like a situation of one gets shot and they all get taken over and like no, they mowed down 10 folks. Oh yeah in the like you, you
1: saw them get mowed down before they could even get started running. Yeah
0: and so I, I thought that was really cool they, they didn't they didn't go into that cheese mode watching basic TV of one guy falls randomly and the rest of them get taken out. Yeah, you know?
1: no, nowhere near this.
0: So and like I said, but it goes back to that writing. it goes back to that direction, the choreograph, everything you mentioned, it was spot on. There, you can't tell me there was an outsider fan out there that was just not blown away by the first two minutes of the episode.
1: If your jaw wasn't on the ground in these first two minutes of this show, you're not a real fan. No. Because, I mean, I mean we really saw a lot of characters that we enjoy, like even small characters, dying in this. And exactly. I was devastated seeing a lot of them go down.
0: Absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt.
1: Um, and it wasn't as good as the first season in sense of commercials. Because, I mean, yes, we still had like only, I think, three three commercial breaks. And they were small, so it wasn't like the full-on no commercial break. But Bravo for WGN actually spending money on advertising and everything that they have this year.
0: Look, the bottom line is is that we pod several shows. And when you think about Walking Dead, who has 17 commercial breaks, and you get 20 minutes of footage. Walking
1: Dead adds 30 minutes just so they can give us 25 more minutes of commercials.
0: Exactly. And so... WGN. I mean, we were. My wife and I sat there and we watched the show and we were like, "Wow, was it ever going to commercialize?" Because she was like, "I got to take a leak." Yeah, it it was like (laughs) Like,
1: thirty minutes before the first commercial break, and it was only like two or three minutes.
0: It's another reason WGN is ranking up there. Yes, doing it right, doing it like the viewer wants,
1: treating a season premiere like it should be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, if we're going to break this episode down, I think we should go by character.
1: It's usually the easiest way, especially yeah, with this episode. Because, because everyone because, had like their own little side plot and absolutely, everything.
0: Absolutely. Who do we start with? So, I say we go Ace Last because, yeah. you know, because he kind of wrapped his whole story up towards the end. But, uh, of course, your fan favorite for most people is Hassle. We could talk about Hassle and Sally Ann. Okay. I um,
1: mean, I, I'm 100% okay with jumping in with there.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Basically, this entire episode for these two characters is to see where their relationship is. Because it was definitely strained after the last uh, season. Do you remember our
1: prediction for Hassel?
0: Our prediction was that uh, he was going to... Leave the
1: clan to go live with Sally uh, Leave the clan Ann. To
0: fight for Sally Ann. Well. Well, in our defense, technically that could still happen yeah. because of what we learned later on with Sally Ann, of course. True. Finding out she's going to have a feral baby
1: w- makes perfect sense absolutely you know, for some reason last season this never dawned on me that it was a possibility because i guess i just assumed she was on birth control or something for whatever reason yeah. but we we could potentially have the first feral clan baby and non-feral baby
0: This could be the first uh, mix, yeah. uh, You know, town folk and mountain folk, which is
1: going to be really interesting because to me, that's like the full sign that she can move up in the mountain. Because there's no way they turn away one of their (laughs) kids.
0: So. So it's like citizenship. If you give baby, you I think so. Like I, mean, I, think it's
1: like automatic citizenship. Immigration's a yeah. big deal right now, you know. And
0: so we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know, citizenship of the mountain. Yeah, I mean, you become I, a feral if you give birth to a feral. I mean, I think that's how it works, though. <laughs>
1: yeah, boy, I mean, with as much know. as they care about their kin, yeah, it's okay. like a free passport.
0: Check, check. I like. <laughs> don't hold me to it. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> You're on your own. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: we'll, we'll tweet at. Uh, Sally Ann and Hassel, see what one of them has to think.
0: There you go. There you go. Um you know, basically those the two characters, that was really the point. It's just to like to find out what their relationship is. Did of you expect she's... it to
1: be this strained?
0: Uh yes and no. Um I thought that Hassel would fight more.
1: I completely forgot that he didn't fight for her on the mountain. He but didn't. And he, he, he didn't... didn't. He was just trying to protect her up there. Like well, I mean, I didn't see it as he wasn't fighting for. her.
0: I was really surprised he left her to her own vices like he did um, But this episode, I was really surprised that he didn't make a larger effort to explain himself and or
1: refuse not to. I think it was the right play. He, he needed to let her have her space, let her know that he's still there for her and let her have her space to think about everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, my initial thought was is that I was like, yeah, he would be fighting more. But then when you see later on you find out she's pregnant and of course yeah. the bird on the, on the steps, stuff like that um even though he you know it's still the same old thing of i've made my decision but he really hasn't no because yeah. but i
1: mean there's just nothing in that situation that he could have said that would have made it better
0: no he wasn't talking his way out of that one no no and so well i, I mean he's that. not talking his
1: way out of anything
0: <laughs> no no yeah he can use his fist for yeah setting, yeah um and of course you see sally Ann, and you do the pregnancy test and she has that look of shock and all, and Um, this is going to be a very complicated situation for the future because I think this puts her in danger. Huge. Uh, Like, she can't be down in the town with this baby. See, what if somebody figures out she's pregnant, but she don't have a boyfriend, but she's always been seen with him? Oh, like, they will... I think that's going to automatically make her a target. She Um, will...
1: Everybody's going to immediately know that this is a feral baby.
0: Right. And so, that being the case, that really complicates things, which could mean to more to where she maybe ends up more on the mountain, thus proving that our predictions are completely
1: yes. shattered.
0: You know, this is getting ugly.
1: But it could mean that, you know, the citizenship prediction works out. You know? <laughs> I'm going to hang <laughs> oh, true to that my one. Jesus. Double down uh, on bad thoughts. Yeah, That's the okay. way to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: All right, so we also talked about I'll go ahead and do another one. Big Foster. And, of course, you and I both were like, yeah, he's got to be dead. But, you know, we didn't Dave see Morris, the point much of of the promos, Um, You know. Well, uh, doesn't uh, that's a big look swing and way. a miss. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> uh, that was more like strike three. You yeah. Know, it was uh, go sit in the but you know. Um, really, yeah. How do you feel about you? it? <sighs> I've struggled his, this whole little deal with him was very interesting because I mean, to me, it looked like he took a chest wound.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looked like
0: he took a, a gunshot that was an end all shot. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I get it. He, he got up and he's going to whatever.
1: I don't because you know, we're, we're going to go back to our tried and true mess method of, uh, it's about like what a three hour four wheeler ride.
0: Yeah. And
1: he bled, Lil Foster followed his blood trail. For a good way. From ways. the top of the mountain to the bottom.
0: Yeah. He was a good ways.
1: And um, uh, And then,
0: of course, you know, there was some, well, you know, we were some people, and I always like to interfuse them is that, you know, we had some people talk on, uh, you know, on social media. And one of the big questions from one of them, um, for even Eric from Russo, was is that he was like okay? Well, explain Big Foster how, how we get here and that and so on and uh, and we both agreed that it's just gonna have to do some more explaining on how it got from point A to B. Yes. Yeah. you know.
1: But I mean, from what we've gathered, the only logical explanation is someone just picked them up.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, like the show showed him, it showed that he, you know, my my trail runs cold when I get to this road. Mm-hmm. I'll be dang, there's a hunter here with a truck who's going to take you down to town on the same road. I mean, it's telegraphed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but it wasn't so telegraphed. I was like, uh, really? You know? Um,
1: the only thing I didn't like was it didn't look like the people who picked up Big Foster had ever left their house.
0: Yes. This uh, this family, which looks like just a bunch of junkies. I mean, to me, that's what I told Eric and I put on, on Facebook and stuff is that you know, uh, you know, you see one of them. He's, you know, he's guarding his drugs. Don't even want this woman who's making soup in a can. In a can. Yeah. Like, um, it it reminded me body. of like a
1: goofy movie whenever the dad Goofy was like using a lighter to make the can of soup hot. Right. That's what this scene reminded because like she was just holding it over the stove and I was like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, I mean, real scrumptious looking stuff. Oh Let I me mean yeah. tell you. Um, and of course, you know, you're feeding. And goes down in this little cellar and you see Big Foster, which is supposed to be the big surprise him which it was, chained to a bed, but no it doesn't look like any medical care, doesn't look like anything. I'm just I'm really I'm really worried about the continuity of the situation where if he shot him point blank Yeah. How is this man just sitting in this bed? you know, not, you know, no signs of anything. I don't know. It just,
1: I mean, I've got, it's like having three bowls of soup for four people. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah.
0: So I'm the next episode really needs to clarify that, that situation so that we understand. Well, so it makes it plausible. If that makes sense. Give me something that makes it plausible. You know, if the, you know, the gunshot, you know, is above as long and you know, it's whatever. But
1: come on, give, I mean give me you're something. rolling around in dirt, going down a mountain that's at least right. eight hours, right? Exactly for an in shape person, like. But also,
0: if you remember before I cut, I don't mean to cut you off, but remember last year when he when they looked, oh his body's gone, and the see the, the episode ended with him laying there bleeding by his mother's grave. Yes. Of course, you see him find the pool of blood by the grave and stuff like that. You know. I mean, if there was that amount of blood sitting there, it's just that more evidence to, this is a good wound. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. They really need to do some explaining. I'm really looking forward to seeing something
1: that... And as much as I love uh, Morrissey as an actor and everything, I feel like it takes away from that death. Like, you know, hopefully I'm going to be really glad that we have him back, even though I don't see where his character's going. Well,
0: he just adds to a big mixture of what in the heck's going to happen when they all get back together.
1: Yeah, nothing good. No.
0: Yeah, that that's which could be good TV. So, I mean, you know, you could take it that way too. So, um I guess we just go to the sun next. We got Little Foster, which can you, can we both agree that Ryan Hurst, they have written his character to be much better? Yes. And not this <laughs> not is not a pansy. No, not, not like a pansy. Several times he was last season.
1: This was the little Foster we have been waiting for.
0: Yes. And boy, uh, did he deliver.
1: You yes. know, I mean, the first, like, I guess 10 minutes when he's still talking. But no, even when he was talking to Gwen, yeah. he took control. He was assertive.
0: Man, confidence level through the roof. Yeah. Um, much different character. You can definitely tell they're writing him, for him to be Big
1: Foster. Big Foster. And I'm really worried that if Big Foster comes back, we lose this little Foster.
0: I don't know. I hope that we, you know, that that creates either a major clash that has more bang for its buck. Um, I don't know.
1: I mean, just the respect he has for Big Foster. Like, I don't see how he stays this assertive person though. You know or I mean, maybe He better He better Because yeah.
0: I'm digging What I like What I see so far I mean
1: he's easily Become <clears throat> the best character On the show Oh
0: well, there's no doubt There's no doubt Of course Ryan uh, Hurst is the whole reason We got into the show Yes but, So it's really redeeming To see him become This kind of level Of confidence For the show And I know All these All your viewers out there And listeners You feel the same way You know
1: um, well, I mean, there was that uh, little thing where you saw him reading the tweets and everything. Oh, and yeah. And it was like, why People is Little Foster such and- like a little bitch? And he's like, Ugh. he is. I don't know why. Like, yeah, I need I better mean, stuff.
0: Yeah, we, we put it on our Facebook page on Bleed TV Podcast that, you know... They did all these – they were reading fan tweets for each character. And, you know, they were barbecuing a lot of folks. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, they, they gave David Morrissey – they were talking about you know, the love scene with David Morrissey was way too long. you know? <laughs> And he was like, well, I didn't or, think it didn't was long, long enough. Up. I was you like, well. Wow. And, uh, you know, and, of course, they, they gave Ryan Hurst all kinds of grief. You know, Why is he such a bitch? Why is he yeah. this? Why is that? You know, And he had no choice but to sit there and be like well, – he, he took
1: went, it and was like, you're right. And he you took know? it like
0: a champ. You, know? you yeah, If it was me, I'd be like, uh, the writer's name is <laughs> – <laughs> Email hey, ad. Yeah, exactly. Phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Home address. You know. Anything you can. Yeah, really. Um, so, but good sport. And so I really enjoyed that. You know, it was cool seeing him, you know, like I said, the interaction with Gwen, tracking him. Um, they made that look really cool uh, the way they did it, you know. It felt um, right. You know, it was nothing worse than seeing a, a clump of hair hanging from a one stick. Instead, you see him come upon a single strand that you can't even see on camera. Yeah, and then you see him pull it and makes it give some authenticity. I actually, I actually like that. You know, I was like that. You know, that carries. It, it was something you was sudden obvious to the viewer. He had to bring it to you, mm-hmm. and so I appreciated that. There's been so many times where somebody walks by a stick and you see a clump of hair, and I'm like, really. I mean, really No, like I mean this happened was something to get caught like in that briar? Yeah. I mean, I mean this on. was
1: something that was you felt like he was a real hunter and he was looking for something that we weren't even going to be paying attention to. Exactly. And that's exactly. what it was.
0: So, yeah, I, I I was definitely digging that.
1: Um But I mean, you already kind of brought it up. How did you feel about the coincidence of the hunter being right there that was okay with <sighs> Farrell?
0: You know. It didn't bother me. Um, I think the only thing that made that, that made that seem really plausible to me was the dogs. Yeah. Them coming up and, you know, he says, my, my dogs know good people, you know, and I think his conversation of, well, you know, I'm kind of jealous you're free. I think it was... It was almost a little bit of a political statement to me. You know, a little bit. If you really think about it, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, this show
1: touches on all those. It does conflicts and everything.
0: It really, really does. And so, um, I don't think it was so much an intentional because it wasn't written in a way that made you. But mm-hmm. I think it you can has that undertone, and and I agree. You know, think about it. Think about you were able to live as you want. You know, some people could really see that as a true freedom. Freedom. You know. But, you know, the idea of hunting your food every day. And, well, and you know. <laughs> especially coming from a hunt. Well,
1: no. Like, I mean, the thought of being able to go out and hunt and everything and not have to worry about going to the grocery store for all that injected meat and stuff. Yeah. Great great feeling. And it's I can, all
0: about the battle of convenience, my yeah. friend. You know, oh. You know, not everybody's hunter-gatherer. No. Yeah. So, uh, there, there you go. But the hunter didn't bother me so much. And I think it was just part of the, the whole deal to give you the... The roadmap of how Big Foster got from where he is to where he is, um, and a good way to get Little Foster into town. Yes, because otherwise he wouldn't have gone to town without this guy's information. Um, now, like, now the whole deal with him going, "Hey, I gotta go out of the bar for some cookie stuff." I was like,
1: "Did you what? think he was setting him up?" Because I felt I was like, "This is a setup from the get."
0: I thought it was a setup until he was defending him, and well, he, obviously, right. Um, but, but I mean, I thought as
1: soon as he went to the bar, I was expecting him to be like, hey, guys, guess what? I got my truck. Ho, exactly. Ho, ho, ho. I got the
0: biggest trophy there is, and blah, blah, blah. You know. But we couldn't
1: yeah. have been more wrong.
0: Yeah. No, I, I didn't. It's like one of the things in Walking Dead sometimes is that I want to get a scene with Ryan Hurst in a fight with a bunch of guys where I can tear up cars and throw them into windshields. How do I get from point A to point B? Well, okay, we're going to have this hunter get him down into the town, but the hunter's going to have to stop at a bar that happens to have Jake yeah. and the rest of the guys who can't stand Farrell. Well, I
1: mean, well, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't hard to believe that all those guys were at the bar. The hard part to believe was he was delivering cookies, of all things. It was yes,
0: like, that was that part right there was like a little shaky. Yeah, come on, man. You like, know, I had to, I have to drop my order off or. You know, I had to pick up something before we get back here. You know, I mean,
1: I, it was more just like, hey, guy, I got a thing of cookies. Well, do you just want to eat them between the two of us? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, these are two big guys. Of course I want to eat a batch of cookies. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just the fact that he's delivering them to a bar. I was like, there's no way. I would have been like, no, yeah, honey, don't worry. The cookies made it to him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it was thin. Yeah. It was thin, um, you know.
1: But it led to a better scene than anything we've seen in The Walking Dead in a while. Yeah. I um, mean, like you said... Jake was in the bar and was immediately outraged. And I kind of forgot how big he was. I mean, Jake—he's J- Jake ain't a small fellow. No, I mean oh, he—he's just a healthy he, gentleman. Yeah, he's a stout man. <laughs> I mean, he's pushing people out of the way, sprinting out of the bar, and uh, he kind of wishes that he wasn't. By yeah. the time he gets out there, yeah. I mean, and I mean, it was great to see little Foster. Be able to handle himself that well. Because, I mean, we had no (laughs) indication that he was this good of a fighter. You know, I mean, he had lost a lot of fights up on the mountain and everything. And he's fighting. Now, obviously, it's like the old TV thing. Like, hey, let's fight him one-on-one for whatever reason. But, I mean, he paralyzed one guy's kneecap. Like, that thing, gone. Yes. Like, I would have been proud as an offensive lineman to give someone that kind of injury.
0: Um, It showed a lot of skill.
1: Yeah. I mean, just... One quick shot to the knee, and that thing snapped.
0: Yeah. I mean, all of it was really, really good. Through the
1: guy, through the windshield? I mean, you see the thing crash and everything. You know,
0: what was really cool about it, and if you haven't seen this, people, you need to get online. There is a uh, preview to this episode that shows the stunt work choreographed that was done. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited is that we've spoke to, uh, you know, um, what's his name? old Jay Adams. And he is the stunt double for Ryan Hurst. Yeah. And... He even talks about the choreograph and the work they did on this scene and so on. And we're excited because we got to interview Jay this year for some of the work they're doing on Outsiders. And to see him in action, you know, in the little glimpses and so on, and to see his guys do their stuff, you need to watch the behind the scenes of this, how this was made. It'll really, really blow your mind. I mean, there's even a part where you see a ramp in front of the car where you show those guys run up there and throw them into the windshield yep. and what it takes to make those scenes. And the guy's head really did hit that mirror, you know. And so you talk about dedication. Uh, it is brought to a new level. It's the authentic, you know, very authentic um, you know, you saw glass flying, you saw people getting hit. You know, it wasn't that whole I swing in front of you and you fly backwards kind of stuff. No, there's
1: a lot of bruises by the end of this scene. Yeah,
0: and so um, that's something I've always felt was been unappreciated is that, you know, the, see the stunt work done right, there's attention to detail. Mm-hmm. And Jay and the guys he works with like that, I can't wait till we get to interview him. It's going to be fantastic. Because he, I think he's going to bring a lot to the table when it comes to what you don't realize goes into some of those scenes into the show. And as you saw in this action scene, wow. Yep. You know, I mean, really wow. And, you know, like with Big Jake, luckily Big Jake really the only thing that happened to him is he lost his hat. You know, <laughs> and then he became a cheerleader over there. I would, have liked, I would have liked to have seen him throw a couple of blows in there. Nah. Big guy versus big guy. But I don't. Might <laughs> have got yeah. old.
1: <laughs> I don't think that that would have worked out too
0: too well for him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, little Foster could have shaved a few pounds off of him, you know? um, but not in the way he'd like. But um,
1: well, and then we get Stash coming in. Yeah, Stash
0: makes his appearance
1: now. And uh, well, we find out that obviously the opening scene of the show was a dream and everything. It was a, more of a nightmare. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> a nightmare because apparently Stash ran. To be really honest hard. with you,
0: this was a one of the more disappointing moments of the episode to me that they make one of my favorite characters into the new version of Little Foster. Yeah. You know, basically, uh, it's like, okay, what's the character we're going to pick on this season? First season, Little Foster. Let's make him. The, and know. I mean,
1: Stash had already like we've been gone up and down on him and everything. Like he had already had such a tough first season. He
0: did, but but he was really had our respect by the end, by, end, of, by end of the season. And just a phenomenal actor and everything like that. But wow, to to completely nose I
1: mean, <sighs> I mean, you break your arm or wrist by running away and falling off of a cliff. Oh,
0: well, you fall and hit your head, roll over, break your wrist. Uh. I'm like. Could you not have got the guy just a little bit of action to make it look like he defended himself yeah. instead of just tripping on his heels as he was running off the? Off, yeah. I mean, he was backpedaling so
1: hard he fell off the ridge. Don't uh,
0: tell me that John Wayne went up the mountain and you know and <laughs> turned into Marilyn Monroe running away from it. I mean, give me a break.
1: It was bad, and <sighs> then like he's just sitting there. He's like, "Hey, let's keep this between you, me, and the other five hundred people up there." You know, and it's all. <sighs> Already in the paper.
0: I mean, whew. yeah. I mean, even when he goes to the police station, run Wade, run. You Terrible gotta, meme. Like, yeah, Sadly,
1: I mean, writers, we, we got to get better at. Our there works. are
0: people out here who make phenomenal memes. Yes, and that right there was a three at best. At best, and that, that that's me being generous because I'm an outsiders fan. Yes. Um.
1: Yeah. Whew,
0: wow. Yeah. Mm. Send send
1: that one to the fans, please. Yeah,
0: next time y'all need a meme, call me. Um, <laughs> we will send you. Twenty of them that are more high caliber than that. We, we've got you. Um, we'll we got you back up anyway. Uh, but I don't mean, get wrong. I still stash is still one of my favorite characters. Um,
1: you he know, even redeems himself a little bit. By he does. He he. Does. Know, he he's in that conversation. Well, we thought that uh, the old witch, uh, Francine, or is that her real name? I don't.
0: Oh yeah 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 I know you're talking about yeah you know, Francie is her real name <laughs> so uh yeah the the girl from the coal company yeah
1: we didn't think uh, she was gonna have a big part in this season and they're still looking like she might She not.
0: might have had thirty seconds of film this episode yeah um it looks like you know the shit you know stash meets the new the new hired gun um
1: hired by the governor which
0: is yeah appointed uh, here. Uh, which is odd I'm gonna tell you I like this guy. I like his charisma. You know, he carries himself a certain way. He has a good swagger. Um, you know, he, the way he... The witch was always conniving in yes. the background and was over-sweet to, you know, all that. But this guy's like... How you doing? <laughs> By the way, I'm taking your job. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm making decisions. There ain't shit you can do about it. <laughs> your,
1: your opinion's cute and all, but we're, we're going to do what I say. Man, that that cast is pretty. Yeah.
0: Other than that, get the hell my off. <laughs> you know. So um, he, it's quite a bit more demeanor. I like the casting choice. I'm really curious to see how that's going to blossom.
1: I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And of course, when you see the previews for next for next episode, you see this guy. Becoming his role. Oh, yeah. excited to see where that goes. Um, You know, I was proud of Stash for popping up and saying, you don't come into my stare today and you don't move my furniture. He did his best. Like that. And the guy straight blew him off like, uh, you were a flea on my wrist and (laughs) I flicked you. Goodbye. You know, I mean, when you're on personal dial with the governor – you might as well just you know and tuck re- that tail and enjoy that.
1: I love so much how he answered the phone, Governor. Hey, Bob, how's it going? You know, yeah, it's really. like, uh oh, yeah, really. <laughs> we're, we're we still telling. on for golf tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you, run stash run. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you yeah, thought you had power, but, yeah. Uh, so that was good, but then, like you said, we get to the Ryan Hurst, or you know, but but
1: well, he also said we're not interested in taking them off the mountain. What right there was you that whole debate. Means? Like, do you think that we can just start mining it? And if they die, they die. You know,
0: I don't know what the approach is there because I mean, their whole goal was to get them off so they could go ahead and start, you know, yeah, mining because
1: legally. It. You can't have people dying. As so, you,
0: if your new goal is to keep them trapped up there, well, first of all, they were never trapped. They've never no. been contained, and they've just, never wanted to come down here. Yeah, really. it's not like they, you know, have been infringing on their borders by yeah. any means. Um, so I don't, I don't understand where that's going. There's got to be an overall plan. This is just one chess move in it, um, but there's not an, only one pawns move so far. I need to see the rook and the yeah, and the bishop and a few other moves before I know where it's going with all this. And uh, but it's curious because I mean, <laughs> another Saving Private Ryan analogy is that when you see what the things they put up there as a barrier. I mean, you have these giant metal crosses that mm-hmm. are laid out in a fence like that. I'm like, really? I mean, I'm like, if I see Tom Hanks huddled behind one of those things, it'd be epic. <laughs> but um, so, I, like I said, I don't know where they're going, what they're yeah, not exactly.
1: Um, I mean, I thought you might have had something because I thought about it and I was trying to come up with it's anything. Kind of
0: backwards to what you know, what the overall theme and goal was, you know, or what w- would be perceived would still be. So uh, it's curious. And so um, not against it. I, I have faith that the writers truth. have something really cooking good because, look, they stunned me on this first episode. They really, like I said, we've already explained how horrible we were with our predictions, but um, I'm happy we were horrible with our predictions. Yeah. If anything – it may us being wrong has made me more excited about this season because of the direction they're going.
1: I mean, I don't know about more excited because I really liked where our ideas were headed. But, you know, I'm excited to see what these writers can come I like with. being
0: wrong and, you know, and seeing something I don't expect. That is so rare in television nowadays. I mean, so kudos, man. Uh, that is, that's, yeah. that's all the money, all the rage. And so... Of course, Stash takes Lil Foster back to the police station. Great scene. And they have this conversation. And I'd really like, I've never lied. Never would, you know. Um, It's like he does see a purpose. The big mystery. The big mystery. What is your full name? Okay. So, um, I thought... You know, I was checking, we check Facebook and we like to get comments from other people and Tia Smith was on there. And her question is, can someone explain how Little Foster, the eighth and Big Foster is the sixth? Who is the seventh? And this is a great question. Now, me personally, to me, that's if you are following correct lineage, Mm -hmm. that means that Little Foster had an older brother, considering we've never seen such a person. They never referenced such a person to my knowledge.
1: This person died young.
0: To me, that's what it means. Like it means to me is that he's had. We've already we've seen one brother die, mm-hmm. but possibly there was a brother before him that had died as a young age.
1: I mean, it had to be before even Lil Foster was born.
0: That could it have been a character that was banished when they were young, and never discussed. And this could be something who's revealed later.
1: I mean, I could see that as a twist of a show, but realistically.
0: I don't. That was one of the theories that was put out there. Here's the reason why they were never afraid to talk about Foster's dad no. and what he did and how the Fosters have dealt with that. daughter.
1: Or even I talk think, about Asa.
0: Right. I think they would
1: have mentioned an older brother I, if he had any significant purpose. I, outside of the fact that he's the eighth, I'm not even sure if Lil Foster knows about the other one outside the fact that he's the eighth and his dad was the sixth. Like, I mean, that's how this was painted to me. You right. Know? Right.
0: So uh, it's a great question. Yeah. I think it's an Easter egg to something important.
1: It's gotta be something huge. And you know, that would lead to me thinking that it's the one that's banished, but I just don't see how they work it in to make it plausible. And I personally don't like it.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, if all of a sudden they do have all this, And it was never mentioned in any of that kind of lineage conversations we've had all through season Mm -hmm. one. You know, it's kind of a misfire based on what they've produced so far, but they could do something to make it where you can completely forget about it and move on or have something that's explainable. Just can't come up with something in my mind right now. Um, But overall, love the scene between these two actors. I thought it was phenomenal how Ryan and, you know, Stash were rocking it out.
1: Do you find it odd that Stash is still after Asa for the death of. I think
0: Reese. so. No, I'm thinking not at all. I think it's because it's Brees. I yeah. think if it was any other average Joe, it's whatever. You think he just
1: wants somebody that he can put in jail? Uh,
0: I think it's more of because it's a family member.
1: Yeah. Well, I uh, mean, because my thing is, like, Asa didn't lie to him, and he doesn't think that little Foster's lying to him. So it's like, why are you still hunting so hard for Asa?
0: I don't know. Um, because I mean, really, I mean, like you said, Little Foster told him, "My paw's the one yeah. who killed your your brother." And I do like that they explained the markings. We never got an explanation of the markings, and voila, and Little Foster. Them. You know, it was we blessed his body so that y'all could bury him in your graveyard and everything like that. And I like it when we have some finality to certain things that we got questions on that we never got mm-hmm. in season one. So I really enjoy that. Um, and so that's a good little you know roundabout way to have closure on some things. Um, And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they take that little nugget of information. I'm very curious to figure out how in the heck we get, you know, Lil Foster into prison. Yeah. Because, you know, they promo that a hundred times. And to me, it looks like we're about to let him go.
1: Yeah. Now, maybe it's like he said, the people that are still waiting for him out there and Lil Foster doesn't wait for self-defense. He just kind of goes out swinging. And people start pressing charges on him like that, but, or maybe it's on his way up to the mountain.
0: I'm not sure. for all, For all you know, it could be a chumped up charge, or the new guy from the appointee from the governor uses this guy uses him as an example or something. To I, I don't know. It's another question. Yeah. We don't know how they're getting there, but I'm sure we're gonna get a good explanation when it gets
1: time. Um, so now I think we just move on to Gwen?
0: I think we're on Gwyn. You know, I think we're on Gwen. I mean, we had a
1: great little foster and Gwen scene where, you know, he's talking to her about wanting the oak. And, you know, just because it's heavier than you thought doesn't mean it's not yours. And she's just trying to not take this responsibility. She's
0: playing it off a lot.
1: Well, I think she's just so worried about because, you know, she's really into the magic and everything. And just saying those lying about those words you know, because she was poisoning big foster and everything that's really weighing on her. And I mean, she even talks to one of the people about it. Yeah.
0: I mean, she's was talking about that, that saying that says, if, you know, if it's impure, you know, you will never really true, truly be a person of charge. And, um, I think that is a great catalyst to what her demise is going to be mm-hmm. when it comes to everything
1: is that it was done impurely?
0: Yes. And that, the whole, like she said, the prophecy is going to make this run around of, you know, person comes back from death. There's going to be your Brennan mm-hmm. and all that. So, I, uh, I don't, like I said, I still think our, our prediction is that she's not going to remain Brendan and she'll make a catastrophic mistake. Or something. For all we know, this is the mistake, is that she takes ownership of this without, without you know. Because well, I mean, she's there's no pure. way for her to
1: take it pure, purely right. at this and point. So, um, and so I think
0: we, you and I were thinking more in the literal sense that she makes a decision that ends up yeah. costing lives or doing like that, not so much that she's under false Well, purity. I mean, that
1: could be the decision, like you said. Like, I mean, it's, it's possible. Um, but and I also I thought she had probably the weakest episode of everybody. Yeah, well, she didn't get
0: a lot of screen time. I and mean, the screen, screen time, time a that she bit did, of, yeah. she
1: was kind of second fiddle. Like I she mean,
0: was, she was not confident in much whatever she did. Well, let's put it this way: she did a great job of acting, but they did not portray her character as the confident. Righteous person that she closed last
1: season. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, Well, I mean, I don't know if she closed last season as the righteous person. (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, so, but I mean, her speech was pitiful. You know, yeah, when
0: she had the entire group together and she had it, I mean, we had draw the attention of do what I'm telling you because I know what I'm talking about. Instead, it was
1: now listen. Yeah. This is what... This going to work. Yeah, you know, it was like... And you're almost like using the right voice in the right. sense of like... It's not loud enough, but it's like... It doesn't carry. Uh-uh.
0: It doesn't carry. And something else that bothered me about this whole this scenario is is that shortly after this little speech, stuff like that, you get these scenes of these guys run four-wheelers shooting bottles. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Guns are never been something that has been allowed in... These guys are openly shooting bottles on four wheelers. I don't you know, the only well, it's reason, hey,
1: like how do they have this much ammunition?
0: Yeah, well not only that, is that the only reason anybody had guns last season was because Big Foster empowered his little posse. Yeah. And that posse has disbanded and, and now under her so who who is Larry Curly and Moe shooting handguns at bottles?
1: And B, why? Like my first thought was, why are they wasting bottles? Like I, I don't think they have an unlimited supply of uh, bottles. Uh, and then B, ammo, ammo. Them. And C, that's not an easy shot.
0: It's you, not. I mean, you and drive it. You can shoot a bottle while you're on a four wheeler, but you can't make a right turn and fall in a mud puddle. No, I mean, I mean like, holding
1: really holding one. It's very hard to drive a four wheeler with one hand, and like keep it going straight and everything.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing is, is if you notice and watch that video, one of them was right-handed, and the throttle's in the right hand. Yeah. yeah I
1: mean, <laughs> the it, just... it was just rolling, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man.
0: So, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought the scene was cool with intentions, but first of all, like I said, why do we have guys with guns? Why are we wasting ammo shooting bottles? And why is this being allowed? All three of these things go against everything that season one conveyed of what the principles are that she of wanted. the ferals. Yeah. Uh, of all ferals. And like,
1: in her speech she's like, hey, peace, love, you know, exactly. sticking together.
0: Big Foster's gone. That's the only person where guns were probably so
1: And like this is already a divide. Exactly. In the so, Feral clan and everything.
0: I I struggle with that. I think it was another situation of he's a really cool scene. We can mix it into the show. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's it's missing its foundation to allow it based on what they've shown before. So they're really going to have to kind of clean that up and tell me where they're going with that for that to be okay or kosher or whatever. Uh, well, But then again, you think about it. If you saw the preview, we're going to meet a new group, what well, looks to be an all-lady group from an, another yeah. part of the mountain. And And this is what we've
1: been waiting since last season.
0: Right. Because we've always heard we're going to get more Mm clans and more like that. And the preview shows these girls loaded down with some automatic rifles, AKs, um, looks like sawed off shotguns. And so they're, they're, they're packing heat.
1: Are we clear? Like is Gwen the Brennan of the entire mountain or just our clan?
0: You know, that is a great question.
1: Because, like, it made it seem, like, at the end of the season finale, that she was the Brennan of the entire mountain.
0: It did. It really, really did. Um,
1: but now it seems, like, a little bit, it like, if Yeah,
0: uh, it, it does.
1: And so I'm excited to see what, if she is of the entire mountain or not. And yeah. so if we have some listeners uh, oh, and maybe wanna, we've missed something.
0: Yeah, give me an explanation out there. If this is supposed to be where one rules them all, God, is that a Lord of the Rings reference? I just we'll used uh, no, no, We'll go Lord of the Flies. No, no, we'll go Lord of the Flies. the that's what I always perceived as. It's just like when I, you know, when last season was that you know they they rang those bells or hit those drums, and you saw these clans come out, and it was a unified front under a guidance and leadership of her. Um, and, yeah, to me, it seems like there's one universal leader, you know. I think it's kind of strange that the leader's all in one place and, mm-hmm. you know, all the clans are others. But, uh, like, again, it, there's been a lot of intrigue, a lot of mystery, and they have a lot of room to explain things to make that all plausible and work out. So not, not something that bothers me, but um, it is Just a legitimate question. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Um, so Gwen visits Crake. <laughs>
1: What a great job by Craig! Yeah, man,
0: just, <laughs> just he just we, we interviewed him last year, and Martin is just I mean, you can't ask for a more cool guy and phenomenal job acting. just absolutely, I, I just loved
1: it. Like, she asked for the key and everything, and he's telling this great story and going through all the boxes. You know, he's still making the wine and doesn't bring it up, you know, can't find the key. Has, like, almost no intention of finding the key, it feels like. Yeah, it's
0: almost like I'm stalling by showing you I'm looking at boxes, you know? And then,
1: like, she's eventually, after, like, the fourth story, uh, where's the key? He's like, well, I can't find it. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, like, the dread that comes over her face. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. It is. Like you said, you know, she did a great job acting this episode. And, you know, this scene was one of those scenes that proved it. Absolutely. And you know, we get right on over to the cage and lo and behold, it's empty. It's empty
0: as we, you know, if you remember before you watched the episode, they had the longest preview or recap mm-hmm. you've ever seen in television. Man, this thing was Cause like it, basically seven if you missed the first season, don't worry about watching it. Yeah, just sure. watch the recap because it gives you everything, you know, other than the kids sleepwalking is the only thing you didn't get. Yeah. Um, so She's at the steel box. You know, you saw the recap with the girl, which we believe is an apparition, mm-hmm. spirit, whatever, delivers the key to him so he can escape. Um,
1: so we think Craig really gave him the key and everything. I most would likely. imagine.
0: Yes, that's the most plausible. and Because uh, he has been a confidant. Yes, in of killed. Asa
1: through thick and thin.
0: Correct. And um, so she sits there, and this is when we get the three CG wolves.
1: Oh, okay. So okay, I, I was,
0: this has been a hot contention, a hot contention, because there mean, have been people out there just dogging the CG effects.
1: I roasted them. Like, as I was watching them, I was like, "What is going on?" Unfortunately,
0: if you watch the scene, the woods have a certain, the sun is at a certain direction, mm-hmm. and so it's hitting the leaves and the, the foreground and the trees and so on. But it's not matching on the wolves themselves the wolf is consistently the same color when it should have spots where it's lighter and darker. Yes. Thus, because the sun is penetrating through the woods. Um, so there was an immediate obviousness that these were CG wolves.
1: Their size wasn't right.
0: Yeah, they were a little, yeah. Cause when you first see one, the head and the shape and diameter was quite a bit different than when you saw a full scale body next mm-hmm. to each other. And so I thought that was interesting that they didn't, there was a little lack of continuity in that. um, I think the attempt was solid. I think when they did show that one close up in its face, I think the detail all that was there. Again, it just goes back to that lighting. Uh, for me, it was um,
1: well. And to me, the thing was, you know, we see later on in the episode we have actual wolves.
0: Yeah, because later on when we do get to the ASA part of the story, they you have scenes with the wolves, and you can tell those are the real deal. Yeah, and you can when you see those, and then you rewind back to the one they showed you with Gwen, you You're like, disgusted. um. <laughs> It's like looking at a stuffed animal and a real dog. It's just, it's just night and day. So it, there was a little bit of that. But then again, you got to think about this. This is probably one of the first times, maybe second or third time, we've actually we've had a full CG model of a, a character or beast or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. uh, used in this series. Because I don't believe the first season really had anything like that. Not that you would into this caliber. Let's put it that way. If they did, I didn't see it, you know. Um, if anything, it does make me excited to see that they're, they've they expanded the budget yes. to go after some things
1: like this. Well, I mean, we've seen the budget just on the advertising alone. Has-
0: yeah. WGN has has uh, drank the wine. Yes. The, 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 they are enjoying the fair wine. Um, so, they're, they're in for the long haul, which is fantastic because it's a fantastic show. Um, so, The Three Wolves, okay, let, let's talk about this. We had some um, people talking about it and... You know, the like I said, we've been beginning. The episode's title is "And the Three Shall Save You." Okay, for you know, if you break that title down, okay, three. Okay, what's the only thing we see three of? The three wolves. All right, shall save you. Okay, well, save you can be construed in multiple different ways. If you know, um, some people are like, okay, well, he gets killed by the wolves. He, you know, so he's He's cleansed. He's saved. Or some people, you know, or there's a theory out there that, you know, they took him down and they're dragging him back up the mountain. Um, You know, I don't want to get too much into that situation yet. It's because, you know, we're still talking about Gwen, but these three wolves, they have some kind of
1: representation. I'm going to completely dive into it, but I don't want to dive into it too much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know. Well, I mean, I think we're just we're basically on ASA at this point.
0: We are. Well, you know, the Gwen did go, and what was her hurry to go get the stick? And, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, you know. I mean, because there was a, one of our, you know, one of the people out there was asking that question of why on earth did she rush to go get the stick at that time? And I
1: think we come back to it because her ending coincides with ASA's ending. Yeah. Okay. And so. Oh. Because they edited it like that. It did. And it, so it, I it, think it we should just go ahead, dive in a little bit of Asa. All
0: right, so Asa's at the train yard. Well, you first of all, he crosses this bridge, and you can see this is a man conflicted again. mm mm-hmm. um, and he throws all his stuff, including his knife. I mean, Yeah, damn it, what's wrong with this man? Like,
1: there's no reason. to get, I mean, That's a good knife. That's a good knife. It's Where's a big knife. Where's this bridge? Yeah, like, <laughs> I was only okay diving. With, I, think I was okay with like the necklace, the bracelets, the jewelry. <laughs> but like you said, the knife. Like, come on, the, those don't grow on trees or anything.
0: Man, I tell you. So,
1: and it's gonna be useful. Like, I mean, I agree. No matter where you go, I agree. I live I mean, in heck. the south. I carry a knife on me all the time. So, but uh, I digress.
0: I digress. <laughs> So he goes to you know there was a train yard and he
1: I guess we meet well home first, first he uh, he goes to his old buddies the uh, oh, that's pawn right. shop. He robs the pawn shop. Which think this guy has got to have the best insurance in the world because <laughs> that window has taken a beating. A uh, beating, yes. But okay, I, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, you're right.
0: You're right. You know, he's getting yeah. some cash. He's making some decisions. He's going it, to any, he wants to go anywhere. So he's talking to this hobo. And the conversation starts out good, but then it turns into, are you a feral? No, they're beasts. They're lost. I hope they die. That kind of stuff. And giving me reminisce of a man apart, you know, mm-hmm. and he comes across the three wolves. Okay. Well, and it starts raining and it's raining. So the three wolves, you know, a viewer came in and said, one was gray, one was a light white, and one was black, uh, could have more significance to what they are. Um, What's her name? K- t- said that the um, there was in the very first episode when we first see Ace. Look right, at Holly the Daniels was on social media, so just to give her the kudos. Said that when Asa returned from the mountain in the first episode, there was two wolves there, mm-hmm. and this is the first episode of season two, and then we're dealing with three wolves, and so there was the theory out there that the two wolves might have been are the souls of the past Brennan. And that since Lady Ray died, she makes the third wolf. And what do you I, think about
1: that? I like the creativity that she's coming with, but to me, it just doesn't make sense. And A, I think we've been up here what two hundred years and we've only got three Brennans. So that's not adding up. It's and then plausible and that then, they all
0: lived a very fruitful long yeah, life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean but we saw Big Foster didn't live that long of a life. This is once true. He became but then Brendan.
0: again, he was a Brennan, but he's not dead either, so you wouldn't have his spirit in yeah. a wolf. So and there's then, that. But some people also, the, why
1: are they all the same size? Like, I mean, I why, don't know. why
0: And Holly's also thing she puts on there on her Facebook post was is that um, Gwen kind of kneels to them, like mm-hmm. she knows what the wolves are.
1: I think that's more of just paying respect. And, you know, having the magic and everything. Like, I don't see that as being... She doesn't
0: have an uh, idea who they are, but she's yeah,
1: respecting her surroundings, I guess you'd say. I mean, if three wolves are looking at me, I'm going to do everything I can to not get eaten. Amen to that. And so, you know, if it is bowing and everything, respecting that, even though I think you're supposed to get big on them, I think that's what you're supposed to do with pretty much anything in nature. Don't look it in the eyes and get big. Yeah, maybe so. And then again, you're not really thinking real well when you're looked when
0: you're looked at as a meal. No, you no. Know, so it's one of those things. You know, I'm gonna do a Leslie Nielsen and put some broken bottles in my, wrap them to my fists. L- Leslie Nielsen. I'm Leslie. Nielsen. Uh, oh my goodness. I just Go said home. Leslie. Go right. home. I'm, I'm done, people. I'm done. Liam
1: Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I had the right initials.
1: <laughs> you better just start drinking those bottles of whiskey because that, that's your best bet. It's been a long day, man. It's been a long day. Um, but anyway, the
0: the whole Wolfs thing is one of the most intriguing parts because um, I want to know more. I want to know if there is a symbolism to him. I want to know if that carries weight. But like you said, they get to Asa. And you have this really cool scene where you see him where they are real. And Asa just takes a knee, you know, and well, puts he his hand
1: kinda, up. I mean, it was like one of those things where I said, you know, he kind of got big. He spreads his arms and everything and then well, lets him come and in. He
0: became All right, so here was my one... True, I'm not happy. Okay, hit me. The wolves jump on Asa, and one bites into his throat region. Yep. And you see Asa spit up a large amount of blood. Okay? Okay. I rewound this 15 times. Okay? Okay. When you see something bite into your throat and then you spit up a large amount of blood. I mean, not, you know, I'm talking Quentin Tarantino amount. You know what I mean? That right there is the indicator that you're toast. Yeah. Okay? The very next cut scene of the same position and angle of the camera, the wolf's head was gone and there was nothing on his neck.
1: Okay, you see, I didn't... I wasn't able to look at it that well because you know, I was still just in shock that, you know, my boy who I picked to become Brendan later in the season was dead in the first episode. Yes. And so I didn't look back until I see a wolf dragging Ace's arm yes. off screen. And I was like, well, this My wife
0: it. caught that on the first take. And I was like, no, I were well. And, it, you know, and I'm She's not the type to catch those kind of details. She's like, "Look, his neck's not even messed up." I was like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, and so I rewound. I was like, "No." That's so a big we do have a. Yeah, it was a that was like crap.
1: Come on, continuity director! I mean, come
0: on, man! Raise the camera another inch so you don't see <laughs> his necks. You know, it's like, but yeah, I mean, so <laughs> as bad as we all are, predictions, yes, um, you know. Do we believe Aces Toast?
1: I don't see a plausible way of bringing him back. I mean, like when I say I saw the the arm wasn't attached to the body. So I'm gonna go with
0: he's dead. But if we do see Joe Anderson for the rest of the season, it'll be as an apparition.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we don't need to worry about Big Foster being an apparition because he's still alive. So there you go. Man, just I wasn't prepared to lose him because I wasn't either. I I'm over here begging for, you know, a solo episode of him. You know, we get his whole backstory of when he's not with the Ferals. And, well. That <laughs> might never happen. Better luck next time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, Good luck in your acting career. <laughs> yes. Um. I mean,
1: the other thing I was really hoping for this season was, you know, more of the magic of the mountain and the mysticism. Because, you know, it kind of grew. I mean, it's looking like that's a real possibility this season.
0: Yeah, I I agree. It definitely has its opportunity. Um, it needs it though. Yeah. I mean, we're at that point now where they've shown so many things, little Easter eggs and different things about what this could be and what this represents and so on. It's time to get a culmination of some of that. You know, it's time for the dots
1: to tick. Mm-hmm. You know, to meet each other. But um, uh, before we get too far off topic, because I can feel us kind of leaning towards that, we go back to Gwen, and as Ace is being eaten. By the three wolves, she's taken the oak stick yeah. and kissed it. And as soon as she kissed it, that's when the first one bites into his throat and everything. That is correct. So There is think, some
0: serious symbolism here.
1: Yeah. Like, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Uh, You know, my well, first initial thought, which I'm doubtful, is, is that because of her impurity, look what happened to Asa for it. Mm-hmm the person she was in love with the person or whatever, or it could be the situation of is that he was supposed to be the Brennan based on the prophecy. And because she's taking the oath of the stick, he's getting killed for it. Could be that too. I think both of those are flimsy. Yeah.
1: But I mean, kind of along the same line as well, but uh, I'm liking, like, I mean, I'm scooping what you're pooping and it, it kind of all falls in line.
0: It does to a point. I mean, there's some people out there that say he's not dead, but they incapacitated him, and they're going to drag his body back up the mountain to you know to be where he's supposed to, because you know, like this, like the prophecy said, you know, come back from death to be Brennan. Wow. Yeah. You know, um,
1: I mean, this is a pretty big death, man. I mean, this one seems as cut as dry as possible for Let me. Let me
0: ask this question, especially if you're a viewer or a listener. What, you know, would the series be better if they spun this to where he's alive again? Are we doing a big foster again? Or would it be better to have, say, you know, they really shocked us by killing off a major character in
1: episode one. I think you got to kill him because we you don't want to get in the habit of anyone being able to come back to life that's a that's a slippery slope
0: right well it's almost like any character that dies we can make you a ghost
1: yeah because we've seen that
0: with Elon and some others so I mean um, I don't know I, I'm, I'm really curious episode 2 is should be able to answer a lot of questions mm-hmm. and really gear us towards where they're gonna try to go or where the main antagonist situation is gonna be Yeah. Um, you because know, we didn't really deal much with you know Stash's family a whole lot. There was a little scene. We didn't deal with his son Harley. We we didn't get to see Sally Ann's brother. We didn't get you know. There's some characters we we really liked from season one that we didn't get on any of. And so are they going to dive into more background to catch us up, or are they going to get right into the meat and potatoes of what the the yeah. next episode? You know, the whole plot
1: point is going to be. Well, I kind of want to ask you about Sally Ann again, is because this show doesn't really jump time a lot. No, it doesn't. And so she didn't really look too pregnant or anything? No. It, she wouldn't be showing probably for
0: several more weeks. Yeah.
1: I mean, until at least the end of the season. You know, with, with how you. they roll with time. But I'm with you. I typically hate whenever a TV show brings a kid because like it just completely changes the, the, the dynamic of the show, what all you can do. But I'm kind of interested on how a kid works in this show. You know, are well, not just a kid, but a baby. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, it usually sinks a show. Like I'll be the first one to admit it. But You know, I'm can, interested.
0: Like you said, they don't jump time. I don't think her pregnancy is going to be an issue for any time any soon because of the physical appearance mm-hmm. or of a physical child. If anything, it's just going to be used as one of those plot points for these two characters to have to make some other hard decisions that are going to affect other people. And just creates more good drama and so that's what it's going to be used for not the physical appearance um unless she just slips it out that I'm gonna be I'm pregnant and they're like oh we know it's with a feral and you know and that could be the only way I can see it being a situation that her pregnancy becomes another dynamic which I think it will be but just not anytime soon yeah um that's no,
1: no, just me uh, I'm okay with that and then I guess my final thing is uh, does Hassel find out? A- Hassle's going to find out. So, how long until we see Hassle and Sally Ann back together? You think it's within two or three episodes?
0: Mm, considering that they're they're kind of fan favorites, just like Ryan Hurst's character, L- Little Foster, was, I think the writing this year is going to gear more towards those characters more than anybody. I hope so. I think Little Foster is going to become a primary I think Hassel and Sally Ann are going to be a primary. And instead of the whole Gwen, Asa, David Morrissey, mm-hmm. Big Foster situation it was last season, I think those characters are going to be more the gear for season two.
1: Do you think that there's any chance this, – this is I'm, – I'm throwing paint on the wall as we're getting ready to sign off. Hassel becomes Brennan. <laughs> not a shot in the okay. No. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay. No, no, old old eight fingers gonna stay
1: you know, as a fighter. As Do you, you remember that uh, little meme? Like, <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I think Krista posted it. Oh, we were gosh. two days out. It was like, nice. hey, Hassle how many days until the next one? It's just his two fingers laid on the stump. <laughs> uh, brutal.
0: Yes, yes, that is a quality meme. <laughs> okay, people, not run wait, and run. Oh, okay, come God. on, people, come on, come on, on WGN, just just message us. Overall, episode was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, A couple little things here and there. Beautiful way to start a season. Beautiful way to start a season. Uh, it did have some really cool shots. Way to go with the opening sequence and blowing everybody's mind.
1: Uh, I mean, yet again, the cinematography on this show yeah, is, is always phenomenal. I mean, you don't expect to see a lot of things that we're uh, seeing done here. Like I give kudos embals.
0: to the writing. Because it completely threw what I believe ninety nine percent of your audience off the mark of what they thought was going to happen, including us, yeah. terribly. Um, and so, this is what a show is supposed to do. It's supposed to keep you guessing. It's supposed to keep you just. I mean, I was on the edge treat. of my seat the entire time. Absolutely. And so, guys, it's just one of those things, you know. And we love being the unofficial official podcast of Outsiders. Um, it's just you know one of our top shows. Uh, we get along so well and talk to so many of the actors and working our way up the list. And we, uh, we're just really looking forward to the next episode and the entire season, man.
1: Absolutely.
0: Guys, yeah. if y'all have any comments or thoughts, or if y'all thought we missed something or completely off base, or want to add something to the show, man, please, please just hit us with a comment on our Facebook page, Twitter, whatever bleed TV podcast or Zach BleeTV TV for me and cash. Love it over here. Um, we we love chatting with folks and conversing and talking about it. You send a comment out there. Chances are, ninety nine percent chance we're going to reply and talk about it or whatever. And we always look forward to doing it. And so, and if you got a few extra minutes to even give us a review if you enjoyed the show, fantastic. But other than that guys we're gonna to call tonight and we look forward to episode two uh, we might even have a special guest to talk with us a little bit about this about the episode. Uh, we'll keep you up to date and post all news uh, on our Twitter and Facebook feed. but other than that guys this is Bleed TV and I'm Zach and I'm cash and we'll see y'all next week good good ya.